0: I'd like to welcome all of you this morning gathered here at Ananda Village in the Temple of Light, and those of you viewing online. I am Naya Swami Maria, and I'm substituting for Anandi this morning. And with me is Naya Swami Bharat, and he'll be giving the inspirational talk. I'm going to read now from Rays of the One Light, and these are weekly commentaries on the Bible. Bhagavad Gita and the Bible, uh, written by Swami Kriyananda. And this is uh, chapter 48, entitled The Law of Karma Bondage or Soul Release. Truth is one and eternal. Realize oneness with it in your deathless self within. The following commentary is based on the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda. The epistle of Saint Paul to the Galatians contains this oft quoted statement. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. In Autobiography of a Yogi, Paramahansa tells a story from the life of the Banaras saint, Trilanga Swami. A skeptic once determined to expose Trilanga as a charlatan, a large bucket of calcium-lime mixture used in whitewashing walls was placed before the Swami. Master, the materialist said, in mock reverence. I have brought you some clabbered milk. Please drink it. Trilanga, unhesitatingly drained to the last drop, the container full of burning lime. In a few minutes, the evildoer fell to the ground in agony. Help, Swami, help, he cried. I am on fire. Forgive me, my wicked, forgive my wicked test. The great yogi broke his habitual silence. Scoffery said, you did not realize when you offered me poison that my life is one with your own. Except for my knowledge that God is present in my stomach, as in every atom of creation, the lime would have killed me. Now that you know the divine meaning of boomerang, never again play tricks on anyone. The well-purged sinner, healed by Trilanga's words slunk feebly away. Yogananda goes on to say, the reversal of pain was not due to any volition of the master but came about through unerring application of the law of justice which upholds creation's farthest swinging orb. Men of God-realization, like Trilanga, allow the divine law to operate instantaneously. They have banished forever all thwarting cross-currents of ego. Not by reason alone, but by self-realization are the ins and outs of destiny fully understood. Their web, though tied forever to the post of ego motivation, is too intricate to be perceived as a single thread. Only great masters can see it with clarity. It is visible to them in all its workings, not from within the tangle, but from above, in super consciousness. As Sri Krishna said in the fourth chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, he who beholds in action, in action, and action, in, in action, is wise among men. He is one with the spirit. He has attained the true goal of action. Perfect freedom. Thus, through Holy Scripture, God has spoken to mankind.
1: Good morning. I'd like to read from Whispers from Eternity by Paramahansa Yogananda. O infinite alchemist, spiritualize our weaknesses into strength, and our wrong thoughts into right thoughts. Grow thou a flower of divine understanding from every seed of activity, with the magic wand of foresight given by thee Teach us to transmute the ugly imps of selfish ambition into fairies of all-serving noble aspirations. Train, Lord, each stallion of desire to become a champion racing for thine abode. Transfer our base ignorance into the gold of wisdom, that it become a liquid stream of spiritual gold rushing steadily to thy shore. It's often said that uh, life is a school. And the purpose uh, of our curriculum is to unite us with God into infinite joy. And uh, those that reject their karma, they go to the university of hard knocks. And those that embrace their karma, they go to the university of light and joy. And it really just, it's a real crucial point in a person's life when they start to see everything is coming from God. You know, look at how people are that, um, you know, don't view life in that way. They, they become cynical, they um, become angry, they want to blame the universe. Uh, but the devotee is soft and like a sponge and just uh, everything that comes to us, especially when we get on the spiritual path, comes for a purpose. And the, the guru, uh, sort of sifts through and uh, say, my devotee doesn't need this, and it doesn't need that, but he really needs this for his liberation or her liberation, and so he sends that. And, and so it's especially crafted by Divine Mother uh, and uh, our Guru, you know, everything that comes. And so when we can embrace that fully with trust, Uh, then um, we can really learn from it. Uh, There's a a beautiful story of a a, a saint uh, in India. When he was growing up, his grandmother was his guru. And he was a young boy at eight years old. And uh, she was trying to teach him about attachment. Uh, and, And so she said, I want you to sit in the rocking chair and I'm going to try to pull you out and do your best to not let me. And so she was bigger than him, and so she pulled and pulled and pulled. He uh, hung on as as tightly as he could, and then finally she yanked him out. And he said, how did that feel? Well, it hurt, Grandma, uh, if that's the right word they use in India (laughs) for the grandmother. And she said, now I want you to sit in the rocking chair, and when I reach down to pull you out, I want you to just come up. And so she did, and uh, she just grabbed him and supported him as he came up. She said, how does it feel now? And she said, well, it was easy, Grandma. And and she said, that's uh, attachment. Well, it's that way with uh, experiences that come to us in life, and we, we have a lot of experience in that in the community, everyone in this day and age, especially, but uh, throughout history, karma is going to come uh, on its way. Uh, we, um, but Swami has called karma um, an expression of divine love. And, and, and why is that? There, there are many different things, but I was thinking of it more on a lower tier understanding of it. In the uh, um, the Taoists say that when when things reach their limit, they go the other way, and we live in a world of duality, don't we? And uh, if we could just express uh, selfishness and we're uh, taking advantage of others and uh, doing that as long as possible, uh, we would get a lot of things. Uh, if there are no consequences, we would just keep going in that direction, wouldn't we? Uh, but Life swings us back. Uh, duality, we, we have uh, health, we have illness, we have uh, uh, joy, we have sadness. We experience the other side. And uh, in a way, the Divine Mothers put sort of Boundaries to our behavior through the law of karma, uh, so that we can learn the consequences uh, uh, pretty quickly. Although maybe not always quickly, but so that we we can see the consequences of our actions. In the reading uh, today, it talks about God is not mocked. And I remember as a little boy, I had three other brothers, and we were all a year apart. And I had this philosophy of light that if I didn't get caught, I was. Okay, (laughs) and so I was, uh, I would get my other, uh, create some mischief, it was always mischievous things. And we would, they would get going and they couldn't control their energy, I guess, as well as I could. And so when it started to get out of hand, Uh, I would just sit there really quietly, (laughs) and then my aunt, who we called the Sarge, uh, would come in and and bust all my three brothers, Uh, and then she finally got wise to me, and uh, when she first met Anandi, uh, she said, Joseph, he may, uh, my other name, uh, or Brat, he may look innocent, but he was behind everything that happened. So God knows uh, all, and, and, you know, we, we of course, we, we know that uh, in the schools years ago, uh, we did an exercise that, uh, in a way, is, um, uh, shows how God uh, kind of corrects and redirects us. Uh, it, it's called How Far. It was based on uh, actual experience that a disciple of John Muir had. Uh, He, uh, the snow fell on and knocked his snow goggles off and he became snow blind and he had to walk 10 miles without being able to see from the top of the Rocky Mountains uh, to uh, a cabin where he had left and all without his sight. Well, uh, we didn't ask the school children to do something like that. Uh, But what we did do is from the market lawn we had them walk blindfolded all the way up to the, uh, the, the guest retreat, expanding light. And um, they shuffled, and they had a walking stick, and we had them keep their feet close to the ground so they could hit the obstacles. Uh, but many times they went off course, and a teacher, of course, was there. And whenever they went off course, the teacher would realign them and point them in the direction. Uh, of where they wanted to go, and then they'd go off course again. And there was one boy who heard the Stellar's Jays in the pine trees. They like to hang out in in pines. And so he kept his focus on those birds. And he went right up to the pines, and behind the pines was the meadow, and actually now uh, the Temple of Light. And he just walked unerringly right to there. And years ago in the monastery, uh, Anandi asked Seva, how do you develop discrimination? And Seva said, by always keeping your goal in front of you. And uh, it's that same with karma. You know, we, uh, we, we, we do it out of our, our love for God, and uh, we, aren't doing, we aren't trying to avoid our karma, but by being absorbed in God and living for God. As Swami talks in the path about his chapter, God protects the devotee. He says, "For all those that uh, give their lives to God, God especially takes care of them." And he didn't know of one instant where God didn't come and uh, take care of the, the devotees." And so um, uh, Yogananda, he talked about uh, how, how do we meet our karma uh, calmly and pleasantly, he said. And why, why is that? Uh, well. Um, if we're agitated and we resist the karma, it can't come to us, it, it, we can't be free of the karma. That's, that's very obvious. But also, uh, when we're relaxed with the karma and when we stay positive and our energy is uplifted, uh, we're on a different uh, re, uh, place of reality. It, you know, karma is created by the ego. And uh, Swami talks about uh, karma is like a s- complete circle. We initiate energy, and it goes halfway around, and then that same energy uh, comes back to us and completes the circle and comes back to us, uh, the same quality of energy. And so um, what we uh, need to do is uh, lift our consciousness because that karma is generated from a certain level of consciousness of the ego. And uh, when we can transcend it and get on the level more of spirit, like, you know, when we do Hong Sa, uh, we, um, uh, because we're in duality, we have the physical breath, inhalation, exhalation. And we're just living in duality, but uh, we're affirming I am spirit through the mantra Hong Sa. And we come to a point of stillness, and in that stillness, uh, the, the ego just fades away. And, uh, and we, we start to experience the joy of God. And, uh, you know, uh, in, uh, we, we all have heard the expression, when you're an om, nothing can touch you. Well, om is a pristine vibration, and it's beyond duality. And uh, karma, karmic law works in the realm of duality. And when we transcend uh, that level of consciousness, then things can't touch us. Now, of course, things will come and touch us, uh, but they're reduced and they're guided by God. And the more that we can affirm our unity with God through the experience, the freer we will become. Uh, there's a, uh, somebody once asked Swami Kriyananda, um, uh, you know, or Swami was mentioning to this woman that I have had an easy life. I can't think of anything that's uh, gone wrong. Or, <laughs> you know, I, I just had a, very, a, a wonderful life. And uh, the woman said, oh my God. You know, was the starting the community, the fire, and listen, all these other things. And Swami goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> but he was living, you know, deeply in the spine and in, in, in deep joy. And, um, and he's, you know, he had to sort of be re- reminded about all these outer things because his reality was, uh, was there. There's a beautiful story uh, about Lahiri Mashai. He had gone to the bathing ghats in the Ganges uh, in the city of Varanasi, and he was walking back, and he, uh, his disciple who was trailing behind him, he asked him to tear uh, a piece of cloth from his dhoti um, and uh, to make a bandage. And then uh, the disciple was kind of curious. Uh, and then a cart came by and a stone came and hit and created a large gash in his leg. And so Lahiri uh, bandaged his leg and the disciple asked, well, if you knew that this was going to happen, why didn't you avoid uh, the, the stone? And Lahiri said, karma has to come. And uh, so he just allowed it. And then when he got home, uh, uh, Lahiri's wife was sort of, uh, said, what what happened? And they they mentioned that uh, a stone hit his leg, and she sort of laughed because Lahiri was so absorbed in God that he wrapped the wrong leg (laughs) with a bandage. And you know, uh, I. We've all had a lot of things happen to us in our lives. Um, and uh, we can find a point of freedom when, uh, w- when we just quietly and heartfelt and uh, embrace the karma. I, I remember just before I was going on a week or, a, or several week trip, a lecture trip to Europe, I was standing on a tall ladder about eight feet up and I was uh, trimming some limbs. And the ladder fell and I fell and I blanked out uh, uh, and then I kind of woke up and I was sort of stunned and I I couldn't move my body and I was just looking at the trees and the sky and just sort of wondering, well, what will this bring? (laughs) And uh, and then I remembered what what Swami said. And I uh, said uh, this earlier in this sermon today, uh, that karma is an expression of divine love. And so I went into that thought, and and uh, you know, and quickly I uh, I said, "Okay, Master, I'm with you," and uh, and it's a, it's it's just an instantaneous thought that that we have because we know that it, it's it, it's through His grace and that we're we're protected and whatever God sends to us, uh, uh, we're we're happy with because we know. Uh, The blessing that will come uh, from that. And there's a a story of a woman, devotee of Master, uh, and she uh, was having cancer surgery. And she woke up, and they had uh, uh, sort of stopped the uh, anesthetic uh, too early. And so she uh, woke up with just. Terrific pain, and she had all kinds of tubes and wires, you know, in her body, and it was just horrendous pain, and, um, uh, and and she couldn't say anything, and uh, and then they they told her that uh, the cancer couldn't be operated on, and that they'll make her as comfortable uh, as she could, but it was just a, a living hell for her, and uh, she didn't want to, she was. She was prepared to die and actually happy to die, if if that was God's will. Uh, But she didn't want to die that way. She wanted to die embracing the light positive and not feeling that life was a living hell. And so she's told Master, you know, come to me. Uh, I've always wanted to live by your will and see everything is coming from you. But come, come. Uh, I don't want to leave you this way. And so Master came to her and and said that, I will help you. And uh, and uh, and this is what I want you to do. I want you to see everything, every tube uh, uh, that's in your body, every um, uh, IV, every doctor, uh, nurse, every pain that you feel. I want you to get to a point of feeling gratitude for it. And, uh, and so she said that um, she felt like she was on the ladder at the very, very bottom in the darkness. And she started practicing feeling gratitude for everything she experienced, uh, everything. And uh, she, it took a process of several hours. But as she kept affirming uh, each thing uh, with a f- sense of love and a sense of surrender. Uh, she felt herself climbing that ladder, more and more coming into the light. And, uh, and eventually she got to a point where um, she, just, she was just in a state of love. She had experienced that love in the beginning, but she had to do the work to really make it her own. And uh, with that sense of gratitude, and it said that all the doctors and nurses at the hospital made excuses to visit with her, and uh, she could feel everybody's prayers for her, and she was praying for everybody. And they said that uh, the hospital is never going to be the same uh, after your stay with us. And uh, and she um, was prepared to go, uh, but she said that uh, I would like to meditate more and to help other people. And uh, Master gave her that wish, and she became a great, great inspiration for uh, people after that. But that came from totally embracing uh, the karma that came to her. It was a very incredible challenge for her, but one that God and Guru felt that she could rise to. It said, God never gives us more than we can handle. And so we have to remember that because uh, things may look tough and, uh, and they can be tough, and, but it's just so that we can rise in our energy levels. Isn't that so? And really, uh, karma takes us into new territory and new vistas. Uh, it releases our limitations and helps us see life in a much more profound way, where Master said that he likes, or he, uh, he works with stubborn people. And uh, when you think of, uh, we may have had five million lifetimes <laughs> in our uh, career as a soul. Uh, we could be pretty, pretty stubborn, and sometimes it takes a whole year, uh, I mean, a whole lifetime to, to work on one quality. Uh, but uh, as we become serious on the path, Uh, We know this is true, don't we? That um, God is trying to really work with us to be free. uh, That's what's holding us back. And we don't know what's holding us back all the time, but the guru knows. And so uh, he will send things to us. And um, and sometimes uh, I, I remember talking with someone who felt, like this process was too long and too intense and she just wanted to sort of bail out. Uh, and uh, you know, this karma was coming. And I said, it's like you're on the surgery table with master and he's operating on you and he's halfway through and then you throw the bed, uh, close the side and say, I'm out of here. Uh, but he's only halfway done with this. And sometimes when things take a long time, uh, it's, it's a process that, is really rooting out everything. Everything needs to go. And if we can, uh, again, cooperate with that, uh, we'll feel a a tremendous uh, feeling of of freedom and and inner joy, which I'm sure we've had when we've gone through this experience. Uh, I'm sure we've all had this experience many, many times. And so, when when we go into the stillness of God, the Master said, no karma reverts back to us. And so, uh, to um, whenever we chant, we affirm, uh, uh, you know, that we're spirit, uh, then we're, what we're doing is we're nullifying that karma, because that karma was created on the lower level of the ego. But when we lift our minds up uh, into spirit, uh, then the karmic law doesn't apply anymore. Uh, it may need to come, and it does come, but it won't be with the same intensity. And there'll be more the hand of the guru behind it that we can more easily see. There was a period of time in my life where I was experiencing one karmic uh, bomb, I guess you'd have to say, after another. And, uh, and it just seemed so sort of relentless, and it was over uh, some years and stuff. And I... Um, I wanted to to have a a visualization that I could use uh, in accepting my karma. And so I wrote this and I'd like to have you sit upright, close your eyes and visualize it. Karma is an expression of divine love. Everything that comes to us is made especially for us by God to free us from all limitation Visualize God as a divine mother standing before you. See her eyes gazing deeply into your own, filling you with her love. Know that she is with you always. Think now of a karma that is challenging you, that is challenging for you. See, Divine Mother holding before you this karmic test. See her smile as she reaches out and offers this test to you with loving kindness. Reach out your arms and take hold of this karma. Bring this karmic challenge into your heart. Accept this precious gift sent from the wisdom of the universe Know that it is a perfect gift sent by Divine Mother to help your soul become free. In your heart, embrace this karmic test fully with gratitude and trust. This karma can help you to raise your energy and consciousness to the level on which your godly nature resides. Focus now at the point between the eyebrows. See yourself rising to meet this karmic test and transcending its limitations. See yourself becoming free in God. Feel the bliss of being united with spirit.
2: As long as you seek your home in a land where all are straight.